Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Like our Korean friends say it, Anyong Haseyo. <laughs> I love this introduction, man. Yeah, I learn one every week. Anyong Haseyo. This is Fred Alexander Oyola. The pastor here in Nairobi Chapel in Bakasi, thank you so much for listening in from wherever you are. May God richly speak to you today, even if it's in Korean. <laughs> uh, it's only 63 days to Christmas. Come on. Okay. Some of you are not uh, Christmas guys. The Christmasy type. Excuse you. Sasa, <laughs> uh, if that's not you, then I hope this one will be worth the excitement. It better be worth the excitement. It's our second year anniversary as a church next month. Nairobi Chapel Embakasi was planted in November of 2018. On the 8th of next month, we'll have a celebration service. And as much as we can't go all African with it, we'll still try and have a COVID-19 agreeable celebration. We will follow all AMOH protocols. That one be sure. Please invite your friends and family and please remember that we also open our church for in-person fellowship on the 1st of November. And again, together now. The Lord has been good to this church, man. And in honor of the goodness of the Lord to us, we'll be spending this month and the following one offering our gratitude to Him. We'll be taking time every week on our podcast. We've been taking time. What even we'll be taking? We have been taking time every week. On our podcast here to simply say thank you jesus this is week number four hey thank you for seeing us through the two wonderful years over here in Nairobi chapel and bakasi and on that note we all say amen mm. we started this season of gratitude three weeks ago looking at the responsive psalm the psalms 136 we then looked at the great thanksgiving psalms 100 two weeks ago and last week, we looked at Psalms 95. In case you missed them, please remember that they are all available on our church podcast channel. These on Anchor FM, an online podcast platform. And all you need to do is type in Nairobi Chapel Embakasi and you'll find us. It's that simple. Just go on Google, type Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. You'll see... Um, uh, you can even type Nairobi Chapel Embakasi podcast. You'll see us on Anchor FM or just download Anchor FM on, from um, Play Store. It's on there. Search for Anchor um, Nairobi Chapel in Makasi. You'll find us. Subscribe. <laughs> we become the subscribe army. Mm, subscribe, man. All our other podcasts are available, including our messages and conversations from all our previous months. It's all on there. Hey, there you have a look. Put up. Our social media handles on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter also have a link tree bio link that also has a podcast link. So check them out as well. You'll also find on the bio link info on our giving details, our children's crafts for the week, and devotions as well. And also our communication line 07419-22715 in case you need to talk to us, in case you have a question, in case you have anything to tell us. We have a communication line now. Come on. <laughs> Today, we continue our gratitude season with looking very briefly at Psalms 75. 
the 75th Psalm. And if you can, let's read it together. That is Psalms 75. Psalm 75, let's read. We praise you, God, we praise you, for your name is near. People tell of your wonderful deeds. You say, I choose the appointed time. It is I who judge with equity. When the earth and all its people quake, it is I who hold its pillars firm. To the arrogant, I, Jehovah, say, boast no more, and to the wicked, not lift up your horns, not lift your horns against heaven, do not speak so defiantly. No one from the east or west or from the desert can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down, he exalts another. In the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. As for me, I will declare this forever. I will sing praise to the God of Jacob, who says, I will cut off the horns of all the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love, thank you for your grace, and thank you for your mercy of our lives. Speak to us today through the power of your Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and we all shout, Amen. Mm. <laughs> like we've done all month, this gratitude month, this season of gratitude. Let me read this psalm as one from Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We in Nairobi Chapel Embakasi praise you, God, we praise you, for your name is near. We'll tell of your wonderful deeds. You, O oh Lord, say, I choose the appointed time. It is I, Jehovah. Who judges with equity? When Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi quakes, it is I who holds its pillars firm. To the arrogant, I say, boast no more, and to the wicked, do not lift up your horns. Do not lift your horns against heaven. Do not speak so defiantly. No one from Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi can exalt themselves. It is God who judges. He brings one down, he exalts another. In the hand of the Lord is a cup full of foaming wine mixed with spices. He pours it out and all the wicked of the earth drink it down to its very dregs. As for us here at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi, we will declare this forever. We will sing praise to the God of Jacob. Who says, I will cut off the horns of all the wicked, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. <laughs> A beautifully studied psalm that just gets very scary at the end. Oh, that thing is scary, man. Eh? Wine that is foaming and will be drunk to the very dregs. <laughs> Yay! This psalm of Asaph, another great singer and writer of a few of the book of psalms, next to King David and the rest, is a psalm that is both full of beauty and dread. On one hand, Asaph is glorifying God amazingly in the beginning, and on the other hand, he narrates God's wrath to the wicked with such detail that it is actually quite scary to imagine. Hmm. Hey, that thing is scary, man. It begins at verse 1 with a glorious thanksgiving praise to God, declaring that his name is near and that because of his wonderful deeds. It is because of his wonderful deeds. It is because of his wonderful deeds. His name is near. And that is because of his wonderful deeds. Asaph is reminding us 
right at the beginning of this psalm, that we must always remember to praise God because his creation always reminds us how near he is to us. Think about it. The book of Genesis declares his creation in such splendor that by the time it is finished, Adam is walking in the cool of the garden of God and his creation, and God is right there with him. Adam saw the creation, but not only that, he saw God. Adam saw his wife, remember, and saw God right there with him. No wonder he just had to go, whoa, man. Hey, hey, like, how did God even do that? Have you ever had those guys who do something and you're like, oh, my goodness. He was, like, wondering how could God just exalt himself in creation like that? Whenever he looked at Eve, he saw not just the work of God, but God himself. We should always look in wonder at the creation of God because when we see it, we are acknowledging the very nearness of God to us. We are acknowledging the very essence of God to us. When we see his hand on others' lives, we must praise and give thanks to God. When we see his testimonies in the lives of others, we better rejoice and give thanks. I saw something in a movie one time where somebody said, look in wonder at the faces of others because you're looking right at the face of God. God says in the book of Genesis that I created you in my image. So when you look at others, you're looking at the very image of God. Look in wonder. The nearness of God should make us exalt him in praise. He is everywhere. Hallelujah. In verse 2 and 3, God takes over the psalm and reminds us that judgment belongs to him. He reminds us, the listeners, that there is still coming a time when judgment will happen. There is a set date and no wonder even Jesus told the disciples that it is only God who knows that time. It will be like the thief coming in the night. Nobody knows when the thief is coming unless I'm a idea marakada. There is a sharp reminder to those who will be believing that on the earth will be quaking and all manner of craziness will be happening even in the times that lead to the appointed time. A time I believe like we are in even right now. Jehovah is telling us, let's pay attention, that it is only him that will hold our pillars firm. In the midst of all the madness around you, around us, we must always remember that it is only the law that can keep us firm. It is only him that can hold us fast. It is only in him that we, found, we find a firm foundation. We are stable only in him. Not in our deeds or the things we can conjure up. We may go through the fire, but his promise is that it will neither burn us up to destruction or even leave us smelling of smoke. I hope that through all that you're facing right now, that your trust is in Jehovah. He is the only one that will hold you up and hold you up firmly. Please remember that. You can never do it for yourself. Verse 4 through to 6 are filled with warnings. They're filled with warnings to the arrogant and to the wicked, not to boast, not to lift up their horns, and specifically against heaven, not to speak so defiantly, and finally again, not to exalt themselves. Let me say that again. Verses 4 through to 6 are filled with warnings. This is important. 
They are filled with warnings to the arrogant and to the wicked. And the warnings are that they are not to boast. They are not to lift up their horns. And they are horns specifically against heaven. And not to speak so defiantly. And also not to exalt themselves. Hey, this is coming from the person of God. God is strictly warning those that are arrogant. Those of us that are wicked. Proud. Not aligning with the will of God for their lives. Those that have refused the person of God. Those that are lifting up their pride against the will of God and declaring a self-sufficient status. Those that are openly declaring through their boast, speech and exaltation, which is the action, that God is null and void. Those that have refused to acknowledge God in sight and eventually through their speech. Those that are simply ungrateful. God is warning those of us in those spaces in a very simple yet powerfully scary response. Stop it. Stop it. Stop assuming that you are a mini-God all by yourself, that you control the outcome of your life, that you know where you'll be tomorrow, that you have been the architect of the outcome of your life and that you have a clear view of your destiny. God is simply telling you, stop it with the assumptions. Stop it now. Stop it this moment. Why is that? The answer is in verse 7. God reminds us that he is the only one. Numero uno. He is the only one. Who judges in bringing down one and exalting another. All demotion and promotion is from God. He is sovereign, the ultimate judge, meaning he does it as he pleases and this in line with his will. He allows wrong and good to happen simultaneously simply for his will and we must accept that. We have no choice. We must always remember that he does all for our good and especially those that are in his will. He knows all our names, our dates of coming into the earth. He created and knows to the millisecond the dates of all our departure from this earth through death. He knows all of that. He knows when you're born. He knows when you die. He knows when you will lose your tooth. He knows when you will fall down the, the stairs. He knows when you will eat that banana. He knows. He is the almighty God, El Shaddai. And so with all this in mind, how would you still assume, for crying out loud, that your finite self has any say in the happenings of today, tomorrow, and the future as concerns your life? With all that in mind, God is the creator. There is nothing that we create in this world apart from God. With all the knowledge of God in mind, with all that we've heard, seen with our eyes, how do we still assume that at any point of our lives that we're in charge. I know we, we're the ones who make choices. We make a choice to either do the left thing or the right thing. Yeah, but how do you then still assume that you're in charge of your destiny? No, you're not. Let's stop with that. While verses 4 through to 6 are filled with the warnings to the arrogant, the wicked, and the proud, Verse 8 gives the repercussions of the actions. It says that God has a cup full of foaming wine 
and will pour it out to the wicked, even to the very dregs of it, the very ends of that wine. Wine is normally a drink used in times of celebration. We know you guys. In good times, like in weddings. Remember even Jesus turned water into wine. Wine is a good thing. Unless it is taken in excess. Avoid it. Avoid. Avoid it. If you know very well it is a weakness. But this foaming wine that is being talked about has the addition of spices in it. It is bad tasting wine. It is nasty wine. Bad wine. It is an indication of the punishment God will give to the ones he mentions in the verses we've talked about just a few moments ago. God is giving us the readers a peek into the end of the lives of all of who all of those that have decided not to heed to his warnings. God is saying, guys, eh, if you're going to choose not to follow what I'm saying, this is how your end is going to look like. He gives their end in a chilling display of wrath and punishment that, it, that at its time will never be avoided. When that time comes, when the end comes, and that is what God has decided for you because you refused to follow whatever it is he was saying, that stuff is scary, people. But Asaph finally returns to finish off the psalm in verses 9 and 10, saying that as for him, probably in his house, he will not be like the mentioned people, the wicked, the arrogant, the proud. He'll praise God. He'll praise him in thanksgiving. For it is only God who cuts off those that are too proud to assume they're self-sufficient. But on the other hand, it is the same God that lifts those that are humble enough to acknowledge that without him, they are nothing. What say you? Today, if you've heard the words of the Almighty God, please, I beg you by the mercies of God, do not continue hardening your heart in pride. Accept that without God, you are nothing and can do nothing. Even with what you've already been able to achieve on your own strength, but that in humility, that's the twist, accepting him as God over your life, you will then be able to do everything through him, strengthening you all through the way. It is only God that can give you and will give you the ability to do everything in him. All strength is found in him. In pride, you'll be cut off and destroyed. Remember that. But in humility, you'll be lifted up. Let's pray, guys. Almighty God, in the glorious name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, thank you today for your word. Thank you for reminding us to forever give thanks to you, our good God. To give thanks because of your faithful love, mercy, and grace that endure forever. To give thanks because your creation speaks of your nearness to all of us. Hallelujah. Forgive us for the many times you have forgotten and even refused to give thanks, especially because of the pride in our hearts. And help us to forever remember to give thanks in all circumstances. Because this is your will for all of us in Christ Jesus. We've prayed all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
May the Lord bless you guys. May he protect you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you with favor. And may he surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up his face upon you with divine approval. And may he give you a tranquil heart and a tranquil life. Always remember, like you said every week, that the more you are grateful for what you have, the more you will have to be grateful for. Have a blessed week, guys. Thank you.